0: And now a word from our legal department. Full disclaimer, our intent is to share, edify and uplift. Though our perspectives may differ, we share them from a place of love and our truths at the moment. As the title suggests, we are thinking women who do better as they know better. With that being said, we pray you enjoy our candid conversations and understand that the thoughts and opinions are our own. And now to Educated and Evolved.
1: Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, listeners of Educated and Evolved. I am one of your hosts, Kenyatta Davenport.
0: I am Ron Jen Davis.
1: I am Tawanya Scarborough. And we will have Sabrina jumping back in in just a few moments. And we are back with part two of Educator Burnout. We truly, truly hope that you enjoyed the first episode. I mean, the first. um... (laughs) No, no, no. We're not going to cut this out because we all make mistakes. See, that's a part of the burnout. But we hope that you enjoyed part one of Educator Burnout and that you were able to take something from it. And now we are back with part two. So this time, we're going to have some tangible things that you can do to avoid educator burnout. So Tawanya, go ahead and hit us with it.
2: All right. So so since we just dropped the last podcast, you know, of course, education lives in the news. So. Lately in the news, they've been talking about the release of the test score. So, like, this is going to be the first year since pre-COVID that the scores are going to come out. So, you're going to hear lots of different information. Um, they've really been pressuring the news about reporting on Maryland and basically has no changes. And there were some changes and all that stuff. So, take everything with a grain of salt because you have to remember that we are all getting back into the swing of things
1: now when you say changes what is what it clarify that a little bit what 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 do you mean what changes are coming around
2: okay like so in one sentence they were saying that some of the elementary schools did much better so there was positive change there okay, okay. but then in the next sentence they had the star rating system mm-hmm. that was so confusing and i was like what i'm like if the school's did better, then why didn't they have a higher star rating? So I don't know. We don't use a star rating here in Virginia, so I don't know, but yeah. Okay, okay. And then, um, you know, I, I, I think a lot of what's going on currently in the school system is getting ready for testing season, and that's what we call it because it's that time of the year where even though curriculum is supposed to still continue, we who are in the trenches know that that's not the case because it's a lot of test prep, field testing. Um, And what field testing is for those of you who are unfamiliar with that term is when the kids take like a mock test and then any of the questions that majority of the kids do not do well with they will throw those questions out Mm -hmm. and so field testing is also coming up um perfect example for my school we have field testing tomorrow and it's um ours is just for fifth grade okay so
1: well, you know, one of the things that I have started to do, and I actually started a while ago to avoid educator burnout was leaving work at work. Mm. Yes. Yeah. And I, um, you know, I was saying last time when I was in, um, when we were discussing educator burnout, how that I was kind of working in a double role now, um, work doing eighth grade science for about 165, 70 kids. And so, you know, I think about the assignments that I give them and, you know, 165 times 10 assignments, that's, oh, Lord, we ain't even going to do the math.
2: 1,650. But,
1: okay. Yep, 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 yep. And so, but what I told them was going into this new world, and I made this very clear to my students, you all cannot wait until the last minute to try to turn in an assignment because I am going to hold fast to my timelines. So I devote 45 minutes after my work day, kind of sort of. So our school is a late school. We get out at 430. I'm typically in my office by 435. I devote 45 minutes to grading, to inputting grades. And by 515, 520, I'm out of the building. And I do not, let me put a capital D-O, capital N-O-T, do any school work when I'm at home. I had to learn how to develop a work-life balance. Mm-hmm. I was literally driving myself crazy at my former job, going to work at 6.30, being the last one out of the parking lot. And that did nothing for my mental health, my physical health, or, or any of that. So one thing that I you have got to put a time limit on how much you want to devote to outside I mean to doing schoolwork outside of contracted hours now I know some people that hey if it don't get done within my contracted hours I don't do it I'm not that type of person like I I want to make sure that the feedback that I give to students is timely and it's relevant so I don't want to hold on to anything past whatever you know past a really long time because Their minds are just like our minds. It's long gone and forgotten. So I try my best to make sure that I I give them timely and relevant feedback. But I'm also sticking with Ali, work at
2: work. Absolutely. And, you know, um, going back to that, that's one of the things that I try to impress upon the new teachers that are coming in is to develop that work-life balance now and Mm -hmm. not 20 years down the road when you're exhausted and when you can't think clearly and you're frustrated. Because no matter how long we stay at school, Mm -hmm. it's still not going to be enough time. Right. There's always more to be done or more that we can do or more that we want to do. Yep. Because teachers who care care You're you're always looking for a different way. How else can I reach this child? How else can I reach this group of kids? Oh, let's reach out to this group of families um, today. There's lots that go into education that a lot of people really do not understand. You know, one of the phrases over the years that has really gotten under my skin is when people say, anybody can teach. (laughs) No. Hmm. No, Mm-mm. that's not true. Because if anybody could teach, there would be zero vacancies right now. That part. Zero. But that's not the case. Um, in our most recent episode, it was quoted that there were over 300,000, 300,000 resignations, retiring, whatever, just in the last two years and yeah. it's going to be astronomical again at the end of this school year as it well. sure is absolutely
0: i'm going to pause you and say that i'm sitting here and i'm looking at a news article from u.s news and world report and this article was published in 2022 and it says the national teachers unions have been sounding the alarm of what they've they've termed an unprecedented staffing crisis across every job category the 3 million member National Education Association released polling in February and this would have been in 2022. Yes, I'm a that member. That showed 55% of educators indicate they are ready to leave the profession. And that is true. Wow. So so as we're looking at this and as we're having this discussion One thing I would say for both educators and people on the outside looking in, if you have children, then there's an educator in your life. Mm -hmm. And when you're trying to understand how to better serve that person that spends more waking hours with your child than you do, then you need to figure out how you can support them to make sure that your child's needs are being met. Because... They have after-school lives, just as they have this day job. And if you are feeling a burnout and you're not in that field, just imagine. If you're tired of your child, when your child comes home and you're not with them all day, just imagine. Mm -hmm. And it's that part. And so as we come back around to try and figure out ways to say, hey, are you sure? Do you know if you're at that space? one thing you can do is you can do a search to do a survey. You know, of course, we're all used to doing surveys. There's a survey that we need to do right now to find out what level of burnout are you currently in? What state are you in? Mm -hmm. And then once you go from there, let's start with some tips. Tawanya.
2: So when you are, when you are... So let's back up for a second. So when you're talking about people doing surveys, that's an actionable step that you can take. So when these school districts or your school, when they're sending out these surveys, please take the time to to complete it because that information is what drives the purchases, the decisions that are made in the schools. And I know you look at the survey, you open it up and say, oh, it's going to take about 15 minutes. And you're like, oh, 15 minutes. But that 15 minutes is important because you could be that one person that we need to get that percentage over the hump in order for a school district or a school to purchase certain materials. Um, When you are listening to the news, reading the newspaper, listening to your colleagues, friends and they're talking about teachers and the schools and burnout. um, A lot of people say, well, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. What am I supposed to do? I don't know what to do. Well, one of the things that you can do is volunteer. Right. Volunteering is a very easy thing. There is a background check that is required because we have to keep all kids safe. That is our number one priority behind education. So volunteering, how do you volunteer to school? One, you can call the school. You can, number two, you can go on the school's website. There's a volunteer link on every school's website that I've ever seen. And I've been in education now for 24 years. Um, You can go to the school and you can sign in, fill out your little information. You won't be able to volunteer that day but you can go in and fill it out on the electronic system. And I know that the way that it was working is as long as you did not get a reply, that meant that you were clear to be a volunteer. If you get a reply, there's usually something that has been flagged within your background. Mm. Even if all you can do is 15 minutes once a week, twice a week, once a month, that 15 minutes is crucial. 15 minutes is enough for you to sit and read with a child. 15 minutes is enough time for you to sit and help a child write their sentence or write their story. 15 minutes is enough time for you to help that child to figure out how to solve that math fact, Even for science and social studies. Kids still need help because if reading and math are involved, especially when it comes to science. You cannot remove mathematics from science. No matter how hard you try, you can't. So, even that little bit of time matters and it's meaningful and it will be such a, a gift to teachers. If you could just give a little bit of your time. We're not even asking you to come in half a day, all day, three hours, four hours. Just start with a little bit of time and do it consistently. That's the one thing that you can do. Oh, Kim, what else do you have as a suggestion and an actionable step?
1: Um, An actionable step? for avoiding, or I won't even say avoiding teacher burnout, but I would say limiting, I would say get you a strong support system.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: when I say that, I don't mean the people that are sitting in the teacher's lounge complaining about everything.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But
1: people that are in the trenches, they understand, they are listeners, um, not always people that are trying to fix the problem, but can empathize and you know it's somebody that is understands where you are because I feel like and I'll admit that last week I have I sounded off to you all a lot. (laughs) What I didn't get was a pushback. You all were listeners. Does that make sense what I'm trying to say? Mm -hmm. Right. So you really want somebody that's just gonna listen and encourage. I guess that's what I want. So there are people in your building. There are people that are not in your building. We are, none of us are in the same building anymore.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Anymore. We're all in, well, me and two of us are in the same city, but most of us are in different states and one of us is way across country, but we all still listen to each other and we offer suggestion and feedback as needed. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: And also, um, another actionable step that you as the listeners and parents, community can also do is you can help to contact our senators. Well, how do you do that? Well, you pull out your phone and you can either call them, your senators' numbers are listed on the website, it's senate.gov. S-E-N-A-T-E dot G-O-V. You can also call the Senate office. That's the main line at 202-224-3121. You can also fill out the form. You can All you have to do is to drop down arrows, choose your state, choose your senator, and then um, you go from there. There also are um, ways that you can write in as well. And Believe it or not, a lot of times there are form letters already created. All you have to do is put your name and then sign it and then send it off. Mm-hmm. The work Enough. has been done for a lot of this, but if we don't have parents and community members supporting yes. the effort of public education, we are going to continue to see this cycle of these what they call and paint out as vouchers, right? Because um, you know they're they've been trying to defund the public school system for decades, and people have been, oh, that's never gonna happen, or oh, that's not gonna happen. Okay. but it's it's in the process, and it's been in the process for a long time, and you can see that it's happening.
1: Um, and Trump- can I just say, if you need an even greater picture, look at Florida. Yes. <sighs> Florida is your blueprint for what is happening to education. Mm-hmm. So if you don't want that to happen in your state. Speak up. Woo.
0: Another way for you to um, do something that's actionable. And this is for community parents and staff alike is join your school's PTSA because there's a lot of support that they try to give to the staff at the school. And the only way they can do that is if they have the funding and the resources and the people that can volunteer in that manner. Maybe you're not a classroom person. Maybe you're a person that can go in and take materials and, you know, cut up lamination or, you know, make the copies and bring them back or put, Mm -hmm. you know, put materials together. There's a lot of different ways that a person can be supportive to their Mm -hmm. school. And even on the, high school level. I think that as we go through the different grades, you're trying to figure out, well, how can I support a high school? Because they don't have the same, you know, small resources that they have on an elementary level, but there's still things that they need. Definitely joining their PTSA. Community members can also be members of a school's PTSA and support That's
2: right. That's
0: them. That's it is there. And Nine times out of 10, every school has a PTSA, whether or not it's operating, whether or not it has the people that support it and the funding that's left up to what else they have. However, every school has a PTSA and they're always looking for people that can support in any way possible. Even now you would be surprised how you could reach out to a friend and say, Hey, I need you to do this for my child's school. They don't even have to have a dog in the fight. But they have you to say, I need you to do this because there are places that people want to volunteer and ways that they want to support that may just be with the dollar. Right. And that definitely makes a difference.
1: It really does. And I'm glad you said that, because if you think like if if you just consider that a lot of teachers have the excess burnout because a lot of teachers are wearing multiple hats in the Mm -hmm. school like they can't just go and teach they have to be the secretary on the pta board because we don't have the parental engagement to be a part of the pta board and you know with covid you don't have to come to a meeting anymore in the school building our pta meetings and sit meetings are held via zoom 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 just jump on be a voice Um, I know we did candy grams at the school for Valentine's day and it would have been so great to have parents come into the school. And maybe they think that now that because COVID eliminated people from coming into the school, parents, you can come into the school. Yes. You can't just fill out the volunteer or registration form, get your clearance and come and volunteer. Now you may not like the things that you see or you hear, but hold that to yourself, because at the end of the day, you are coming to support the general school body. We want to see you all more than at the basketball game. We want to see you more than at the the choral concert that we have in the spring and the fall. Don't just show up for those things. Show up for the whole school
2: mentality, period. Right. right. Exactly. And I want to go back to um, something that Ron Jant was saying because she was using the, the acronym PTSA. So you might say, well, my school doesn't have a PTSA, but we have a PTA. It's the right. same, same thing. thing. So there's a PTSA, a PTA, and a PTO. So PTSA is Parent Teacher Student Association. PTO is Parent Teacher Organization. And then PTA is Parent Teacher Association. They all do the same thing. It's right. just It's just how they are organized and whether or not they charge dues, et cetera. Um, So please, please consider joining. Also, um, Kim used an acronym, S-I-T, that stands for School Improvement Team. Yes,
1: and every school has one. And it's supposed to have a certain number of parental people, parents. That's right. They are supposed to have a certain number of parents that are on and voted on to that committee. So you can always say, hey, I want to be on the school improvement team. It cannot just be educators. It has to be made up of a certain amount of parents, a certain amount of uh, parents, teachers. And I want to say a couple of business people. Mm -hmm.
0: And the main thing about the the school improvement team meeting is everyone is welcome to come to that meeting. Yes. There are people who they set up to be on their this specific team, but that is also an open meeting. Right. So, as a parent, you feel like, well, how can I voice this? How can I say that? Sometimes parents have concerns and they don't know who to go to. They mm-hmm. might have gone to this person. If you have a question, if you have a comment, if you have a concern, you can go to those meetings and ask a question. They may say to you, okay, well, this is what our agenda is today. And I will get back to you one-on-one. However, sometimes there's other people in that meeting can, that can even answer different questions. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not supposed, it's not that we're saying to you, oh, come to this meeting and, and air out all of your gripes. It just means that for you to really understand what's going on, those things happen at those meetings. And as we go about understanding the most involved people in the school tend to be the ones that make so many different changes and rearranges and they, they give their voice. Right. However, the people who complain the most Mm -hmm. don't come to the meetings that allows for you to voice your concerns and then give a suggestion for how we can support each other. Right. Right. Because everyone is looking for a way that we can support each other and not just have people complaining about what's not right. They're looking for the suggestions that can come in. And so you have that opportunity. I know for us, for the school that that one of my kids go to, those meetings are posted every month. It is sent out in a general everybody message. But I promise you, we have less than 1%. I'm not even going to give it a whole percent. That show up to that meeting, because I don't think people realize that the reason why this meeting is posted for all to attend is because all of you are welcome to attend this meeting. Mm -hmm. And we're setting things like what is the grading policy that we're going to adhere to that also adheres to the same guidelines of the district? We can set our own guidelines to that. We're setting guidelines based on the, the goals that we're trying to make. For the upcoming year. Yes, there are goals that they're sending, but it's also how we're going to obtain those goals. So, all of these things can help for your teacher when you know what they're working towards. If I know what your goal is, if I know what you have to adhere to, then when I'm trying to support you and I'm trying to make it better for my child, because a lot of things, if your child's teacher is burned out, your child is not receiving the best education. That's right. And then you're feeling some kind of way about what your child did it, did not receive. However, your child's teacher may be headed towards burnout. And because of the shortage that we're looking at, because of the lack of substitute teachers across the country, who's going to come in there and teach that class? Is it just going to be dispersed? Are they just going to have a body that comes in there and sits and, and basically watches them and they're working independently and they don't have anyone to help them out to get the assignment actually done? Mm-hmm.
1: That is true. You know,
0: there are ways for you to be supportive in this process. And so even when we come back around for our staff, our staff, you need to stop being afraid to admit that you are at a burnout level. Yes, You need to speak up and advocate for yourself, for the mindset that you are in, because if you can't be good to yourself, you can't be good to other people. Mm -hmm. So even as you come in the building and you know you're feeling some kind of way, you need to tell the other people that this is how I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. This is what is going on with me and not feel shame that you feel that way, because we already are seeing this is not just you. This is a universal, this is the, new, the newest pandemic, I would say. Mm-hmm. The newest pandemic that we're facing in this country is our educational system and for where it's going.
2: You know, one of the things um, that I have mentioned to our school's counselor is I said, what if you all were able to provide 15 minutes of, of just therapy, counseling, to every teacher in the building once a month. She was like, wow. She said, that would be fantastic. I said, it would. I said, and that's something that every school district should be considering because not only do our students need support, so do our staff.
0: Right. Mm -hmm.
2: And sometimes it's not even a crisis situation. It's that I need a neutral sounding board. I just need to get this off my chest and then I need to move on. And sometimes it could be some serious things. It could be stuff that's not even directly related to work. It could be home matters. It could be health. It could be aging loved ones, aging parents, etc. But you know, we need to realize that everyone is at a point where help can be provided. But we have to be able to speak up and advocate. Um, another thing I wanted to say is here in Virginia, um, our improvement plan is actually called, a, stands for SIP, mm-hmm. it's S-I-I-P, it stands for School Innovation and Improvement Plan. So that's the mm-hmm. same thing as the school improvement team. It's just different districts, different states. Right. They have their own acronyms. And I'll tell you, in education, there are so, so many acronyms. Don't be afraid to ask, what does that mean? Please ask. If somebody says something in a meeting, you're like, what does that mean? Ask. It's okay to ask. Um, another thing that I was going to say um, about teachers in general is that, you know, some are called and others are just called by HR. <laughs>
0: Mm. say that again say that one more time say that one more time
2: some are called and some are called by hr
0: well
2: so i'm gonna let y'all marinate on that one well you know i am tell y'all one more thing that y'all can do that's actionable. school board meetings mm-hmm. there is always a section for community input for school board meetings, school board minutes are always posted. They're public information. They're posted usually Some I know for our school district, they are posted as soon as about three to four weeks out. So you have plenty of time to look over it. You can even contact your school board member. So suppose you, there is an issue that you want to um to address or a question that you have, you can email your school board member. I email my school board members and I'm an educator and I still reach out to them because there are things that I need them to know. This is not okay. Right. Or, Hey, did you all think about X, Y, Z when you were in this planning process or the next time that you do that, please consider this instead.
0: You know, another thing I wanted to add is employee relations. Mm. A lot of times people are missing that there are different resources that are available to you. If there's no one at the school that you specifically feel comfortable talking to, if you want to just have a conversation with someone for a moment. At this point in time, there's employee relations that you can call and have three to five counseling sessions that are just, you know, I just need a moment to vent and have this conversation. And sometimes they will give you different tactics that you can use so that it can make it better for you. If you don't utilize the resources that are provided to you, when it comes back around and your evaluation is showing you to not be proficient, the question is going to be about what steps that you take for you. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And the number of steps that you can take, number one is you can call employee relations and find out what resources do we have available. You're starting with your team. You're asking your team, how do you feel? What's going on? And everyone can sit down and say, hey, I'm good. I don't have any issues. This is what I do. But somebody else may say, oh my gosh, I'm feeling the same way. And then when you realize you are not on an island by yourself, you may feel like you're the only person that's going through what you're going through. However, you're not on an island by yourself. Right. And when you're able to, to come together and realize that this community that you work with, this team that you work with, there may be people on your team that you're like, you know what? I don't like her. No way. I don't like him. So-and-so gets on my nerves. However, there's always one, person that you can go to that you can say listen something is not right and I'm not feeling that I have the ability to be the best and most effective educator that I have been and proven myself to be over these years prior to the way that I'm feeling right now Mm -hmm. so if you don't cry out nobody's gonna hear you
2: right Mm, that's right and you know one of the things that um roger just misses mentioned is employee relations um and once more another term that means the same thing but here it's um EAP.
0: eap eap
2: is employee assistance program and did you know that eap can also provide members of your household. Not just you, the employee, but members of your household support as well at no cost. There is a limit to how many visits, but that is available as well. If you need help, there are resources. you got to tap into them. And tons of resources.
1: Just tap into them. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, we hope that those um, ideas give you something to think about and strategies that you can implement and put into practice ASAP so that you can, you know, keep a handle on your mental and physical and educator life.
0: (laughs) Right. But before we go, before we go, um, there's a couple of things I want to say for for people. It's all right. It's all right. (laughs) I want to make sure that everyone um, and this is something that was talking about just academic burnout. And this then reflects on our students, because we are missing the fact that some of these behaviors and spirits can transfer. However, this is universal for academics. Make make sure that you're taking time to do things that you enjoy. Mm -hmm. You know, don't just you go to work, you come home you pass out and and you repeat that's you're not you're not living you're not living make sure that you're getting exercise even if you just come home and instead of you just going to the mailbox maybe you just walk up and down the block just your little block you don't even have to go far you know i'm not even saying to you walk all the way around the block but if you just take a moment to just kind of be be in the in the movement because i've noticed that when you are stagnant, you become more tired being stagnant. And as you continue to move, it will give you additional energy to keep moving. Um, go outside. One of the things as a group we have talked about is having a vitamin D deficiency. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you need to go outside and get some sunshine. Just because you take the kids outside for, for what well, we have, one group is pastime, other groups it's recess. While you're out there, take time to get some of that sun. Don't just stand off to the shade and and be like, oh, you know, this is my breathing moment. Make your breathing moment just a circulation for where you are, because you can get that sun and you can get that movement all in that same moment. Make sure that you have good relationships with the people that are your co-workers and um, your administrative team, just to You know, and if you don't have a good relationship, try and develop a good relationship where you can say, hey, I need help. You know, set reasonable goals for yourself. Don't sit up there and say, oh, I'm going to alphabetize all of this during block such and such during this, that and the other. I'm planning out for because a lot of times something will come up and the exact plan that you made is not going to be able to be executed. And you're going to feel some kind of way because you didn't get it done. And you're going to feel some kind of way because you still need to get it done. But set goals that are going to be reasonable. Don't procrastinate. You know, if there are things that you know that you need to get done, do your best to get them done as soon as possible. Because even if you put it off because you're like, well, you know, I'll find all of a sudden something else is added to it and whatever becomes the most important and timely in the forefront is going to be the thing that you, that you are continuously trying to complete. And even though you have a laundry list of things that you want to get done, even though you have a grocery list of things that you want to get done, you're going to start missing things that you want to get done. And so you want to make sure that, that you're doing that. I would say absolutely pray or meditate however you feel the need and the way that you can get it done. Have that time that you take that time to reflect with yourself, to be able to try and figure out what else do I need to get done? What, what more can come in that, um, that can help me to get these things done? Make sure that you have better time management. Um, take a step back. Look at the whole big picture. Look at everything that's taking place. And most importantly, have a good work-life balance. In some way, shape, or form, you have to figure out how you can leave work at work and enjoy your life. Some of the people that you're trying to figure out how they're able to get it done, it is because maybe their time management is better than yours. Maybe you need to reach out to the person that you see getting things done and say, hey, you know, how do you manage this? And then they can say things. Now, sometimes they don't have kids. Maybe they don't have spouses. You know, maybe they only have a dog, you know. But I mean, I'm just saying, but you remember, (laughs) you know, but some of the people that even have that, they may have family members that they're responsible for. They have, they may have other organizations that they're involved in and it takes part of their time. So there's different things for different people that you may look at them and say, what do you have to, to deal with? But they have other things that are happening in their life and they're then figuring out how they want to manage it. They want to manage it. Talk to your doctor. If you're feeling some kind of way, talk to your doctor. Now you could do virtual appointments and they want to see you virtually because you may not be able to get to the doctor during the hours that you can. You can set up a virtual appointment for you to be able to go and see your doctor and say, hey, this is what I'm feeling and this is what's going on. So those are a few of the things that I wanted to add to that before we end out and say. And
2: those were some good things that you mentioned. Really good. And since you talked about the doctor, the whole vitamin D, even though we were laughing about it just a second ago, because it all came about in this discussion on Twitter about um, listen to teachers and listen to a teacher explain how she was feeling and how she felt that the kids were responding. And one of the things that she talked about was apathy. And then so one of the people in this communication thread, it was talking about vitamin D. And she brought up the fact that the fact that the kids stayed inside of the house for so long during COVID that she was now wondering if vitamin D is deficient in many of the kids. And then this one particular person said that she even took her kid to the doctor and certainly her her child's vitamin D deficiency was extremely low, and then they put her on the vitamin D and now her whole energy level is
0: has changed for the positive right you would be surprised that a simple simple vitamin and mineral deficiencies can make a world of a difference in your body and how you're responding to different things so mm-hmm. You know, you start supplements and it always tells you to please consult your physician before starting any, you know, regimen or something, because you can go to your doctor, have a blood test done, tell them this is how I'm feeling, and they could say to you, you know what, guess what, this is low, that's low, something's wrong, something's not this, and it could make a world of a difference in your life.
2: Yeah, it could. Yeah. All right. Close this out again, Kim. All right.
1: Well, we want to thank you all so much for listening to our latest episode, part two of educator burnout. And we really and truly hope that you have been able to gain some things that you can implement within your day. Not even if you're an educator, just in your daily life period, because everybody experiences burnout at some point. So again, we thank you so much for listening. We hope that you will continue to listen and share this podcast with a friend or two or three. And we hope you all have a great evening.
0: Bye. Have a good evening. Bye. -bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.